Hello and welcome back to Running the Table, a podcast all about running and playing tabletop role-playing games. I'm your host, Keith, and today we're going to be doing something a little bit different. So, as you may have known by listening to the past podcasts, uh, episodes, we generally do an alternating method of I talk a little bit about something and then I have a guest on to talk about various other topics. Today, we're going to be doing a little bit of something different with just me. Today, we're going to be talking about a publicly posted RPG horror story. This story is posted by the user The Rune Raccoon on RPG Horror Stories on Reddit.com. It is titled, You Can't Handle the Truth. To preface this, the game that this was part of was over a year ago, and is one of only two campaigns that the user had left mid-session. The only other was a meat grinder campaign with non-stop combat that he just got angry with. Some plot points may be slightly off, but the general story went like this. About a year ago, I joined up with a campaign I found on Reddit. The game sounded cool, and it was an already established party since someone had dropped out. Which I usually prefer, since it gets over the rough start that most groups have as they get comfortable RPing with each other and establishing their characters. No one in this group was at fault here, so no special names for anyone needed. The campaign was meant to be an intriguing campaign, focused around political intrigue and subterfuge. And the DM quickly introduced me giving me and my character a motivation for being with the party and helping me write a backstory for the character I had chosen to play in Aarakocra, and it's especially an Aarakocra grave cleric who was trying to earn the king's favor to get support for his people in a war. He even gave me a small magic item personally made for me, nothing too powerful but interesting. Overall, the game seemed promising. The first session seemed fine at first, though in hindsight, there were probably a few red flags. I started by introducing myself to the party and them to mine. They told me that they were hired by the king to interrogate his higher-ups and find who was masterminding a smuggling ring and trying to overthrow him. Interesting, I could get behind this. Currently, the party were traveling from one outpost to another, tracking a druid who was supposedly part of the smuggling ring that had been harassing them for some time, and had conjured a magical plant barrier in the way which we quickly broke through. When we came across a half-orc who refused to let us pass, and while we tried to explain our duty and that we needed to pass, continued to prevent our passage. This is where stuff started to get questionable. Combat started, and I, as a grave cleric, used my favorite feature in the subclass, Path to the Grave causing the creature to be vulnerable to the damage of the next attack. Or I would have if the DM didn't then say that the enemy seems to be immune to necromancy magic. Path of the Grave isn't necromancy, it's a feature, but that aside. And this was all due to the NPC's armor. The half-orc was described as wearing an armor of human scalps and carrying an icy sword which obscured him, making him harder to hit. While miffed slightly, my path to the grave didn't work, the combat was ended quickly given it was a 6v1, and we managed to loot his armor which gave off an evil aura, meaning only one morally grey player took it, and his sword which was given to our fighter. 
The DM would later repeatedly bring up in passing about how he murdered the dude in a semi-joking, semi-guilt-tripping way. The first session ended here, and the DM apologized if the game was a bit railroady, and promised he'd let us act a bit more free soon. I didn't really feel that he was being all that railroady yet, and thought he was just feeling insecure about his DMing. The second session continued after tracking down this druid to the outpost. Arriving there, we notice her in the distance seemingly casting some sort of ritual on the docks. My character tried to distract some guards as the players tried to sneak up to the druid. Though, due to failing some stealth checks, the party were spotted, and the guards sprung into action to defend this druid. The map here was built in such a way that you had to make your way through multiple sections to get to the docks, or go through the water. Combat began, and at first the fight was simply against guards, which were rather easy to fight. My character was using his natural flight to perch atop buildings and command his spiritual weapon and toll the dead. The battle was interesting at first, as players could siphon some of the magic energy of the ritual to ensure that their attacks hit, but this was at the cost of causing random and dangerous magical effects. As we got closer, the DM narrated the ritual also coming closer to completion, and water elementals started appearing and the party quickly started losing health. So my character decided he'd try and interrupt the ritual by flying to the druid, who is now surrounded by obscuring mists. Landing on the docks, my character attempted to break the druid's concentration using his staple combo of spiritual weapon and toll the dead. Managing to get a decent amount of damage off, I felt rather proud, and then expected the druid to make some concentration checks. No checks were made. The druid's turn rolls around, and they use a special action to cause me to make a strength save and pick me up and throw me in the water. I'm mildly annoyed, but reasonable as I did dump strength. I ask if I can fly out of the water on my turn. The DM says no, as my wings would be wet and I'd have to swim out, which took me my turn, and I couldn't swim onto the docks because they were raised out of the water. I'd have to swim to shore first. Again, I was annoyed, but I was playing an Aarakocra, who get quite a strong feature in the form of flight, so it made some sense. Eventually, I was able to crawl out, then fly back onto the perch with the druid, only to have the same thing happen again. The combat eventually ended, not with us killing the druid, not with a TPK, but with the druid quote-unquote completing the ritual and becoming a watery being who is immune to your attacks. The party flee, and the session ends there, with the party intending to head back to the capital to continue interrogating the king's upper echelon. We at least got to level up. Once we got back to the town, the first thing the party did was visit a tavern in typical RPG fashion. Some folks in the bar came up to us and offered to buy us drinks in return for stories. However, my character both being rather spiritual and also suspicious of dwarves, who one of the men were, refused and headed to take a rest. My character returned to find members of the party passed out, with one of them having a cut on them and the other missing a patch of hair. We soon learnt that the characters had become the source of a spy who was scrying on them for information, and now had a reliable way of keeping tabs on them. I'll admit what I did next was pushing it, However, I was getting rather bored of not being able to contribute with spells, and the campaign not giving any clues as to where the story or plot was heading. So I asked, could I cast Locate Object to find the blood or the hair? 
The DM refused, and I tried arguing that I've been with this party about a week now, and could visibly see the missing hair, and would know what I'm looking for with the spell. The DM continued to deny, and in hindsight was probably reasonable here. But I just started to feel like nothing that the party was doing was seeming to matter at all. Eventually, we tracked down one of the people spying on us and managed to catch him. We attempted to question the guy, however, he died due to a cursed ring that killed him when he tried to answer. Another dead end. The party decided to do some shopping and to sell off the magical items we got from the orc, and we ended the session there. This is where I decided to swap out my prepared spells. I told the DM I was taking Zone of Truth because I wanted to give him time to prepare for it in a reasonable fashion. The fourth, and for me final, session began with us deciding to question the captain of the City of the Guard. The party led and told me they'd been given a writ of authority by the king himself to interrogate his higher-ups. As we were interrogating the guard, I said to him that I wanted to be sure of his intentions and cast Zone of Truth. The DM said that the guard responds, The sky is red, the grass is blue, I'm a ten-foot-tall woman. I just respond with a... What? And the guard explains that many of the king's men wear anti-enchantment gear that makes them immune to enchantment. The guard took it off and answered our questions, with us being satisfied that he was innocent. We then took a long rest with plans to head to visit another captain, the captain of trade, and I chose to prepare another spell, Detect Magic. At this point, I'd gotten sick of being useless and wanted to do something, even if it meant sacrificing most of my combat spells for non-combat ones. Once we arrived at the trade captain's camp, I immediately asked, could I cast Detect Magic? before we talked to him. The DM allowed it, and we approached the captain to talk with him. I asked the DM, do I detect any magical items on him? The DM replies that his entire being emanates magic, and to make a perception check, which I succeed on. The DM tells us that the man is an illusion, and not actually there. We ask to speak to the real captain, and he refuses. With the party and the captain arguing back and forth, until the warlock mentions something to do with his patron, and the captain perks up, asking him to meet him alone in a tent within the camp. The warlock obliges, and some members of the party stand outside in case something goes wrong, while others investigate the camp. Eventually, the warlock comes out of the tent, and we meet the captain in the flesh. We tell him we're here to interrogate him, and I ask if he can remove any magical items he's carrying so that we can interrogate him. He refuses, and we produce the writ of authority from the king. He still refuses. At this point, I'm getting annoyed again. The captain makes up all sorts of excuses as to why he's not going to, and refuses to accept our writ. The party agree that this guy is fishy, and we say to him that if he doesn't trust us, we can take him back to the king, he can explain, and we can question him there. He continues to refuse, and at this point the entire camp of guards are paying attention, ready to stop us. We decide to investigate the camp more and find that one of the two spies who were scrying on us were in a tent, poisoned. I used some healing to cure him and make him conscious, as we wanted to question him. However, one of the party members decided to detect thoughts instead. A good idea, given the DM's been hard-countering zone of truth at every possible opportunity, and the last guy died when we questioned him. 
and we uncover that the captain is indeed part of the big conspiracy, surprising no one. As we leave, the captain appears and starts shouting about a true king who will rule again. We're made to roll initiative. The combat here wasn't much of an issue, and aside from the DM using darkness in a different way, which I made a comment about, but relented when the DM said that he wanted to run it as forcing us to guess what square they were in, even if they're not actually hiding. Went smoothly. However, at one point in the combat, we were forced to kill a guard who was about to call in reinforcements, and given that we couldn't get into melee range, we couldn't do it non-lethally. After the combat, we were quickly taken in by other guards back to the capital, since we'd killed someone, and there we were locked in a cell. The party tried to explain how it was a misunderstanding, what our duty was, and showed them the writ from the king, and even said that if they bring the king here, he will tell them that it is true. The NPCs just flat out refused to believe anything anyone said. We even offered to have them cast Zone of Truth on us, since we knew that one of the guards present was at least not involved in the conspiracy. A random NPC who was present accepted the offer, then cast Zone of Truth on us. I say that with quotes because the DM did not run this as how Zone of Truth works. For those unfamiliar, Zone of Truth forces those in it to speak the truth if they choose to speak, making lying impossible outside of not speaking or using technical truths. The DM instead decided that suddenly it now functions as a lie detector instead of a truth serum telling the NPC if we're lying or not, and that the NPC would just repeatedly claim that all of our claims were a lie. So at this point, we knew that we weren't getting out through reason. However, we also couldn't get out through force since our cell was guarded by multiple guards who were described as being incredibly strong and carrying magical equipment. There was no way out of the cell that didn't involve us fighting enemies way out of our depth. The DM was punishing us for a situation that he had forced us into. At this point, the DM called for a small break, and I said to the other players that I'm getting sick of the DM railroading us. However, the other players seemed to side with the DM, stating that he promised to stop railroading soon. We were level 6 by now, and that if I didn't like it, I could leave. My response was a simple, okay, then I will, and I dropped out of the call, the group, the server, and everything else relating to the campaign. I could have been more elegant about it, but I was just tired at that point and couldn't cope with it anymore. There's a lot to unpack in that story, from both the player's side and the DM's side. So, my plan with these types of episodes is to tell you the story in this episode, and then next week, after you've digested it a little bit, I aim to analyze what went wrong and see what could have been done better on both the player side and the DM side. Now, I hope that you understand that this story was told from the player's perspective, and so there may be certain biases inherent to the story itself. For all we know, this may not be the whole truth. I intend to address that as well, but let's take it mostly at face value and take a look at what could be done better. So I hope you join me next time on Running the Table, where we'll analyze You Can't Handle the Zone of Truth. But for now, 
This has been Running the Table, and I was your host, Keith. And if you have any questions or stories that you'd like to share about tabletop role-playing games, running or playing them, please send them to rttpodcast at gmail.com or message or tweet them to Running the Table on either Facebook or Twitter. And if you enjoyed this new setup with the horror story or story in general, please also let me know that by these same mediums. But until then, I hope that you enjoy playing or running tabletop role-playing games, and I hope that you have enjoyed listening to Running the Table. So until next time, play games, have fun, and be kind.